Right now, there are more than 1,400 cold cases in Jacksonville. They're more than a stack of files sitting in a vault collecting dust. They are a constant reminder that someone got away with murder. I'm Paige Kelton with Action News Jackson. We've partnered with Project Cold Case and the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office to put the spotlight on unsolved local crimes. The goal is to generate a tip that leads to an arrest. Today, our spotlight falls on Carrie Singer. It's been 14 years since her murder, but the loss is still fresh for her mother. Patty Lord spends most of her days inside the Project Cold Case office downtown. It's here where she finds comfort working as a victim's advocate. I enjoy really helping the, um, the survivors because I know how they feel. It's not where she ever thought she'd be, but that changed on July 1st, 2004. That was a horrible day. Her 28-year-old daughter, Carrie Singer, had been found dead, her half-naked body dumped in a field, her head severely beaten. It's hard for me to wrap my brain around someone who would do such a horrible crime. It happened nearly 600 miles away from Jacksonville, in Isle of Wight, Virginia, where Singer had just moved six months before to be with her boyfriend. She was excited. She did start school, and um, she, was, she was wanting to be a um, physical therapist. Before she disappeared, Singer got into a fight with her boyfriend. He was ruled out as a suspect, leaving investigators to wonder who and why. I just want justice for Gary. It's been a long time. But now, thanks to DNA phenotyping technology, the who is becoming more clear. Investigators released this composite of the killer. Based on DNA found at the scene, scientists were able to come up with a profile. They believe he's a Hispanic man. This is what he may have looked like at the time of the murder, and this is what he might look like now. It's wonderful. It's just, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming to see a picture of someone that murdered my daughter. Singer's case is getting national attention after being featured on the show The Killing Fields. Now investigators are closer than ever to solving the case. We're hoping that someone will recognize him and come forward with information about him. While seeing the face of the man that took her daughter is a major achievement, Lord is praying for the day she'll get to see him in person. I want to sit down in front of that person and just ask, why? Why did you do this? Why did you have to do this? There's no reason that you've had to do this. Action News Jack's Lorena Inclan sits down with her to talk about a development in the case that put a face on her daughter's killer. And Patty, just a little bit about um, yourself. Um, how long have you lived here in Jacksonville? Tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm a Jacksonville native. I've always been here. I was born when wow. I'm from Jacksonville. Awesome. Love That's not it. as common, right? Like I usually meet people who move here, not so much I know. that they were you, There's born. not a whole lot of us. Yeah, no. not a lot, not a lot. And so Jacksonville is also the place where you raised your, your, your is, is uh, was Carrie the only child? No, I have a younger daughter too, okay, and so I have a, a, a son also as well. Okay, all raised here in Jacksonville? Yes. Okay, tell me about that. What was it like bringing them up here in, in the River City? Oh, I loved it. Um, Jacksonville, I've always loved Jacksonville, but um, 
I did move to Tallahassee for a short time, and I met my husband there, and he was a Tallahassee native. So we moved here to Jacksonville after he retired with the city of Jack Tallahassee. And that's how we got back, how I got back to, to Jacksonville. And um, our youngest daughter was born in Tallahassee. Oh, okay. And so, but they were all raised here and I love Jacksonville, mm -hmm. it's home. Mm -hmm. What was it like when Carrie told you that she was moving away? That was devastating. Mm -hmm. She um, she met someone and he he was working here on on one of the bases, Navy bases, and he lives in Virginia. That's his hometown in um, Hampton, Virginia. Well, when and he works on um, the Navy ships in Norfolk. Okay. Well, if there's not work, they send him where there's ships that need help doing um, different maintenance. Mm -hmm. So he would travel sometimes. Well, that's how they met. And when he was finished working there, then he moved back to Virginia and Carrie followed. Mm -hmm. And that was that was pretty sad mm -hmm. to, to see her, her leave. But she came and visited about several months later. What was that conversation like with her when she said, you know, Mom, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move away? What were you telling her? Um, she said that she wanted to make some changes in her life and um, try to go back to school. And she had met this, this young man and she felt like she was in love with him and that he might be, he was maybe the real thing and that he he was a pretty straightforward guy, and she just felt like that might be the one. And I was happy for her, but I was also sad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it was, I remember when, when she left, it was just, it was, it was just a sad, sad time. Mm -hmm. But we called each other on the phone daily, several times a day. So that was good. Did she enjoy living up there? From the she loved it. Okay. I was like, wow, she enjoyed it. Um, she moved there in the fall, I believe. So the weather was nice mm -hmm. and she, she enjoyed it. She was looking forward to seeing snow because he had told her all about snow and she had sent me copies of snapped um, pictures on her phone of the snow and the, his house and she was excited. She mm -hmm. did start school and um, she, was, she was wanting to be a um, physical therapist. So she did enroll in school and she seemed to have her life together. And as far as you know, that Virginia was, was going to be home for her. Like she was looking to make her life there and just stay there. Yes, because that was home for him. And he, he, he owned his house that his parents gave to him. And that was his home. So I knew he wasn't going to leave. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, she was 28 years old. She was 28. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about, um, fast forward, what was it? She was only there for what, six months before? She was happened? there. 
she was living in Virginia for six months before she was murdered. Tell me about that day, July 1st. Um, oh. Um, that was a horrible day. That day, um, the night before, or two days before, Carrie and her um, boyfriend got into an argument, and she, she left. Um, she left the house and did not come back that night. I tried, he called me and let me know about it. And um, she wouldn't call, return my calls, which was very unusual. And um, I remember one time calling her and leaving her a message and um, to this day, I don't, <clears throat> I don't remember if I got upset with her because she wasn't calling me back. But um, I said to her, I told her to please call me back. That you know, we need to talk to her. <clears throat> so two days ago, two days later. Um, I called Bobby, her boyfriend, and asked him if he had heard from her because I had been calling and I was getting worried because I, she hasn't called me back and I didn't understand that. So he um, told me he was at the police station being questioned because um, they found her. A hunter found her in, the, um, in a field where she was brutally murdered. So that's how I found out. So then I had to, um, it didn't, it just didn't seem real. I didn't believe him at first. And, um, but I had to let that sink in. So then I had to let my husband and my son and my 11 year old daughter, I had to sit my 11 year old daughter down and tell her. So that was difficult. So, um, but I will say this, um, six months, you know, a couple weeks before Carrie died, she and her boyfriend came for a visit. And we, they came for three or four days. So I cooked all of her favorite foods. We went to the beach. Um, we um, just uh, had lots of great family quality time. Mm -hmm. And um, and then she went home. And then we found out a couple weeks later. But um, we have that. Mm -hmm. so. hang, you hang on to those memories? Mm-hmm. So. This was only a couple weeks before? Yes. Was her boyfriend uh, considered ever a person of interest or suspect or anything like he that? He was. Mm -hmm. He um, he had to take a polygraph test, which he passed. Even though he passed that, he was still a person of interest for a while. Um, everyone thought he had done it. Um, I didn't, and I didn't know him very well, but mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like he, he did it just a little bit of, of getting to know him. 
I didn't, I didn't think he did it. And it, it seems like, no, he, and he didn't. Right, right. So, and. Are you, 13 years later, are, do you know anything more about what happened? Or are there still a lot of unanswered questions? Um, who, I don't know how she and this person were in contact with each other, um, but it looks like that she was murdered in the in Hampton or Newport News, Virginia, and then she was then taken over to Isla White, which is a small rural um, farmland area, very small. They were they then took her there and dropped her off in a field. I've from going over there and seeing this area, there's so many roads that they could have gone down before they went down that road. So many different areas they could have dropped, dumped her. I feel like whoever did it knew that area. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like they knew the area because there's just too many places. And that was a, a, a long dirt road in a field and they they dumped her one good thing is they left her out in the open the only good thing about that it, it's not really a good thing but the only thing about that is there was woods right there if they would have um, put her in the woods we wouldn't have um, had the DNA that we we have now, because because she was on the open, somebody was able to find her quickly. Elements out in the elements, mm -hmm. things, you know, happen. Mm -hmm. So, the, so when she was found, and the place that she was found, and not just thrown in the in the woods, mm -hmm. we they were able to recover DNA. Okay. It, it, is the thought that when she got into a fight with her boyfriend, she left and contacted somebody and maybe that person had something to do with it or was it a complete stranger that did this? I think it was just a stranger. Okay. I do. Because I retracked, I backtracked off her that that night. I backtracked her everything that she did and I think it was a stranger. I think she walked down to a, a 7-Eleven store I think someone was there and they offered her a ride. I'm not sure, mm. but um, I just think it was a stranger. Mm. And she didn't know that very many, that many people because she hadn't lived yeah. there long. That's right. So she didn't have friends in the area. She didn't have uh, no family there, obviously. But it, no it was him. The connection to that area was him. Right. Did he have family there? He had, I don't believe he had family there. Um, he had, his parents were both deceased. Mm -hmm. And he had, I believe, two sisters, but they didn't live there in Virginia, I don't think. What has it been like uh, with the detectives over there? I mean, because the, the Isle of Wight area that's so rural, so I imagine that they don't, this kind of stuff doesn't happen in that area. No, there was they don't get very many homicides at all. There was one that um, a gentleman was murdered a couple weeks before Carrie. And they 
um, they did investigate his his um, his murder and couldn't find the person. But later later on, um, they were someone had recommended them to to look further into that and make sure that Carrie's case wasn't involved in it and they did solve it. Mm -hmm. But Carrie's mm -hmm. case wasn't involved in, in that case. So I'm very happy that yeah. that family has justice for their loved one and, and can have a little peace. Absolutely. So, and I feel like Carrie, because of Carrie, that was done. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, Patty, uh, did you ever think that it would be 13 years later and still whoever did this is not in jail? Uh, no. It's hard for me to wrap my brain around someone who would do such a horrible crime. They have DNA of this person, but they're not in the system. I cannot understand, but it happens. You know, it happens. We, there's lots of older cases, much older than Carrie's case, that, you know, they had DNA and it solved 20-something years later or longer. So, you know, it, I believe that whoever did that took off and is long gone from Virginia, and they just think they got away with it. And they're probably looking behind their shoulders. They also could be deceased. And I try not to think that. I try to think that you know, they are alive and they will get justice, and I'm going to see that. Mm -hmm. That's that's my mission in life, is to make sure Jan Carrie gets the justice she deserves. No one deserves to be murdered, and they all deserve to have justice. Patty, what, um, what have the detectives said could be the possible motive in her murder? I, they don't, mm -hmm. I don't know. Which makes it even more of a mystery. Yeah. Why? Why her? Why, why do this? I don't, yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, do you still speak with her boyfriend? He's deceased. Oh, oh I'm sorry. He, he, um, he was trimming trees oh. for his next door neighbor after a bad storm, mm. and um, he fell off the ladder. Long story short, he had internal injuries and didn't realize it. And he died. Oh my goodness. So, but yes, I did. He stayed in touch with me. Mm, yeah. Uh, and I always made sure I knew where he was at, mm -hmm. just, just because, mm -hmm. in case the police, you know, I feel like I was right and not he wasn't the person, but the police thought mm -hmm. that he was. So, I, you know, I needed to make sure, in my mind, they knew where he was at at all times. So I, I stayed in touch with him. I let him mm -hmm. call me, and um, which was pretty sad. Mm -hmm. yeah. Patty, uh, fast forward a few years later, um, your daughter's case is getting a lot of attention, has been getting a lot of attention lately. It's been reopened, is that right? Up there right. in Virginia. And uh, tell me a little bit about the Discovery Channel being involved now in this. Um, a production company contacted um, Project Cold Case, and Project Cold Case gave them several victims that had to meet a certain criteria. Mm -hmm. 
Um, one of the criteria was the body had to be left out in the elements. Once they got, I did not know of any of this. I was volunteering at the time and I didn't learn this to after the fact. But um, the production company, the producer called Ryan back and said, um, do you know Carrie Singer's family? And he said, yeah, she is a volunteer for me. So he reached out to me, the, the producer, and said that they want to use Carrie's case, but it had to be approved by Discovery. So it was he and several other producers that also had some cases, cold cases, that they had to present in front of um, Discovery Channel. Once Discovery Channel um, looked over everything, because these producers had to actually go to where the town was that murder took place and do their research, mm -hmm. film the area. There was so much they had to do to show Discovery Channel. Anyway, Carrie's case was chosen. So um, I'm thrilled, <laughs> thrilled. But um, so now, after they filmed, and 20 months later, they filmed everything, and now the show will come on um, January the 4th. It will air. July 1st, 2004 is a date that I will never forget. Hunter, out looking for groundhogs, instead found a half-naked dead woman. How could somebody do this to this girl? That was horrible and sad. Her family has got to live with that. Their child is gone. I think it's very important to reopen Carrie's case, not only for the family, but for Randy's well-being. It will be six episodes of Carrie's case from the time that the case started up until the time they quit filming. Okay. Or it could be, they could even add on to it if something were to happen and they found the person, they could add on to it. Because of this, you've been able to see for the first time who may have done this. They did some phenotyping and they have a picture that they have a composite of a man who they the, who who did it by having his DNA. As the program sifts through billions of pieces of genetic information, it slowly begins to build a suspect's appearance. Because Carrie's case was exhausted, there was there was just nothing else that they could do. Once this happened, now there's new hope, there's new technology that's been um, done on her, the DNA that they found. They have found things that the, the killer doesn't even know that they have, that maybe, you know, he made a mistake, right. you know? So there's, there's just a lot that they have that um, that this person, if they they find him, you know, they'll will be able to prosecute him. But they are asking. Once they show that picture on the killing fields, we're hoping that someone will recognize him and come forward with information about him. We think he might have worked in Olive White. Mm -hmm. I I just don't I don't know. The fact that they were able to do this phenotyping and come up with a with a sketch of a picture, uh, how important is it to you to have that kind of technology? Oh, it's it's wonderful. It's just 
it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming to see a picture of someone that murdered my daughter. Um, it's just overwhelming. I, I. What's it been like for you since the murder? Um, it's been the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with. Um, person I used to be is not anymore. Um, people don't understand why, you know, you're still grieving. They think that you should be over it. Um, they, people don't like to say Carrie's name. That just makes me feel like she never existed. People don't understand. So I've had a very hard time doing, for, forgiving people that I can't possibly expect them to understand and I don't want them to. But, um, so I've kind of pulled my way, pulled myself away from a lot of people because that's the only thing I know what to do um, if they, they don't understand. But every aspect of my life has changed. It's not gotten better. It's just, it's just different. Um, I keep a positive attitude. I don't let other people see this side of me. So that right there is very hard for me because I like people to think that I'm strong and positive, but I'm really not that strong anymore. So I just want justice for Gary. It's been a long time. I'm sorry. No, please don't be sorry. What will it mean to you the day you get that phone call saying we've made an arrest? Um, I can't even imagine. But then I couldn't imagine that they had the composite of the person who did it. The first thing I want to do is face the person. I've always said that to myself. I want to sit down in front of that person and just ask, why? Why did you do this? Why did you have to do this? There's no reason that you've had to do this. So, but my whole life has changed. Um, we've had to, my husband, my daughter, we've, we've had to make changes because our personality has changed. Everything about our life has changed. The way we see life. So. Are you angry about that? About the fact that your personality is different than now? This person took that, not only took away your daughter, but completely changed your life. I'm not angry. Um, I'm just, I don't hold anger inside me. Um, if this person is, and I don't think I have anyone, I don't have anyone to be angry with, because I don't know who, who murdered Carrie. I miss the old me and the old life. 
sometimes I've had to accept that this is the way it is. Um, and that's, you know, that's just the way it is. And I have, I, I stay positive about everything. Um, and I try to help others that are going through this. Tell me that's what gets, that's what gets me through. So now you dedicate your life to your, your victim's advocate now with Project Cold Case. Right. Because of this. And you, I, you never thought you would be in this position, obviously. Of course not. We never think something bad like this is going to happen in our life. Um, but sometimes it does. And I enjoy helping other people. And I enjoy really helping the, um, the survivors because I know how they feel, that no one understands them, that hasn't walked in our shoes. Um, so just knowing that someone that knows what they've gone through to listen to them, it's just, it's amazing for them. It's just amazing. As with Carrie being murdered in Virginia, and I lived here, I didn't know of organizations like Project Cold Case or other ones that were in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. So I went for many years trying to solve all this myself with my emotions and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was very extremely hard. And the first time I went to a group support meeting, it was like everything was lifted off my shoulders to hear other people talk and explain everything that I was feeling was just amazing. It was like, okay, I'm not going crazy. People trying to make me think I was going. People thought every, people thought, you know, mm -hmm. it wasn't normal for me to still miss my daughter and that, you know, I even have people think that, um, I shouldn't have stayed in contact with the the detectives for 13 years, and that wasn't that wasn't good for me, and that I shouldn't have gotten the show involved with Carrie's case because that's not good for me. I just need to let the sheriff's department do their job. But that's my daughter, and she was brutally murdered. And I will always be her voice, and I will always stay in contact with the sheriff's department and try to do everything I can. Why would I not, why would I give up on my child? Mm -hmm. Patty, were any of those people who were telling you that, have they ever been through any of this? No, and that's why. Mm -hmm. But it still hurts mm -hmm. because that's actually someone you know that mm -hmm. mm -hmm. has these feelings and wants you, mm -hmm. wants you to give up on your child because they think it's in your best interest. Mm -hmm. But it's it's not in my best interest. Because really, the pain doesn't go away. The pain is always there. So I, if I, if they think that giving mm -hmm. up will take the pain away, it, it won't. But I would, could never. Plus, I know that Carrie's case could go somewhere as far as finding the person who did this because they found DNA on her. 
and I knew this. So there was always that chance that that person would be caught. It's, and that's, you know, it's not like there was no evidence at all. That would be different, but there's, there was evidence. And as long as, as long as that DNA out there is out there, there there's hope. Right. That's, that's right. what you're. Right, and they took, to, mm -hmm. they were able to take that DNA to a private lab, mm -hmm. and that's how they got the composite through the private lab that did all this for them that Discovery Channel was able to have done. Mm. Patty, a lot of people sometimes will say, you know, you never get closure in this kind of thing. Um, even if there is an arrest, even if the person is, you know, sentenced to, to life or, or death or, or whatever the case may be, that there never really is closure. Do you agree with that? I, I think I do. I say I do. Um, but the person hasn't been caught. But the way I feel now, I don't believe in closure, I don't think. And the reason why is because once Carrie's, if Carrie's killer is caught and you go to trial, they are sentenced, nothing's changed. You, yes, the person is off the street that murdered her. They can't do it to anyone else again. You have justice for your loved one, but nothing changes for you. You, that doesn't, and I've talked to several families that have had justice for their loved ones who have gone through the this, this system, and nothing changed for them. They thought it would change, that they would feel better, things would change, for, but nothing changed. So that's why I don't believe in closure. I think that this, the, fam, the family will always struggle. And I don't think a lot of people realize that, that um, it's, you, you sort of learn how to manage the pain, but it never yes. goes away. It does, and you can have, and you can and have, have joy in your life again. I'm not trying to, because I do, I have joy in my life, you know? Um, but it's just different, you know? You, you mm -hmm. can have the joy, but that hurt and that grief is still in the back of your mind, and it just sits there. It never goes away. You still have that sadness. But I like to keep a positive attitude and stay strong and help others and just do the right thing in life and not go around and showing my sadness. Because I do that when I'm home by myself. I do that with my husband. You know, show, cry, have my good cries and all. Today was an exception. I don't do, mm -hmm. I don't like to do this. I mean, I do it around my survivor friends, but mm -hmm. you know, I don't like to break down. Mm -hmm. So I've always been the strong one, and it's, I don't, I don't have that anymore. Thank you for sharing your your story and speaking thank, with us. I know it's not easy. Thank you so much for having me. I do appreciate, it and thank you for everything you do. Thank you. Action News Jacks Project Cold Case airs the second and fourth Wednesdays of each month on Action News Jacks at five thirty. 
You can also find all of our stories, interviews, pictures, and documents on actionnewsjacks.com. Just look for the Project Cold Case button. And listeners, we hope you share this podcast on your social media platforms. Lorena and I also welcome your questions. Just tweet us at Paige A.N. Jax or Lorena A.N. Jax.